Today on We Here, it's officially the holiday season, which means it's time to celebrate what really brings us all together, petty celebrity family feuds. We'll also dive into the world of multi-talented celebrity families and celebrities you didn't know were related. Coming up next on We Here, the Holiday Hangover Edition. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Ian, can you believe the Christmas creep has already begun? The Christmas creep? Yeah, that's what, on Christmas. Who's that? It's on Christmas It's like Santa Claus's in. brother? Creeping in, getting there too early. Oh, the Christmas creep. Yeah. I'm actually kind of, I'm, in, I was, I'm already in the Christmas spirit. I was before Thanksgiving, and part of it is... I think in a very dad way, I actually am really into Christmas music. Oh, yeah. And making Christmas playlists and like weird Christmas music, like Christmas surf music. Like Christmas surf rock. Christmas surf rock, <laughs> which you're also apparently uh, yeah, into. I, I just learned a few minutes ago. <laughs> I am. My Christmas playlists are continually fire. I wish I could share them really? with Really? We're going to have to battle it out yeah. this year, Maggie. Yeah. Wait, what's your favorite Christmas surf track? I don't know if it's Christmas surf, but there's a song called Donde Esta Santa Claus. <laughs> Donde Esta, I guess. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's there's some gems, you know. I also, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Blue Hawaiians um, Christmas album. Anyway, we'll have like a whole Christmas surf off. Yeah. But you know, one thing I've noticed is that celebrities, they're in the Christmas spirit really early, but I think it's for the most crass reasons because I've noticed I don't know if it's the Oprahization, the continued Oprahization of our world, mm-hmm. but and the goopization. Um the goopaloop. The the goopaloop and the paltroization. But I feel like every celebrity now, because Oprah, right, would give like her favorite things away and then but every celebrity now has like their own gift guide. How does this work? What are their what are they getting out of this? Why I mean, are they doing this? These celebrity gift guides are like highly anticipated because anytime Gwyneth Paltrow puts out a gift guide on goop, people are obsessed with talking about how ridiculous it is so she released her annual gift guide and there's an Edie Parker four in a row Wonderstone marble set which is essentially connect four made of marble for $1,400 she has a restraining arts kit for those who are trying to dip their toes in the water of BDSM for a cool $1,300 she's got a Rolex for $35,000 an automatic joint roller for $130 what's it Joint like like a ganja weed joint, yeah, uh, <laughs> like the devil's yeah, lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually had a story recently that Snoop Dogg has his own automatic joint roller, but it's a person on his <laughs> it's staff. It's like a butler. It's a guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. So the joint roller. Yeah, and then there's a pair of. Uh, Can you pick the size? Like I don't know. Blunt. It's out of my price range, so petite. I okay, petite. <laughs> Just to taste. Yeah, yeah. The after dinner level, you know, there's levels. Uh, she's got a pair of chandelier earrings for $43,000. and like a whole chandelier on it, your ear? For that price, it should be a few. And she's got a Chanel handbag in the section for kids. See, I think one challenge like that would be good is to editorially, you have to buy all these things and then use them all in the course of like one evening, which sounds like a pretty wild night. You've got the rolly... <laughs> The chandelier earrings, your S&M kit, 
your connect automatic four. joint roller and connect four. Actually, wait a like, minute. Grandpa, I want to come to this party. The perfect night. Yes. Well, okay. Here's the thing, though, that I have to say about Gwyneth and Goop and the whole thing. And and this shows how objective I am as a journalist, Maggie, that <laughs> Goop, as much as you want to make fun of it and how ridiculous it is, it's actually pretty good at what it does. I hate to say it. So in other words, like the Goop guides, they do like Goop mm-hmm. guides to different cities. Right. Like they're actually like they're really good. I mean, you're in, kind of embarrassed, but you're like, hey, I'm going to be in Amsterdam. Like, let me bust out. Like the Goop guide happens to be really good. Mm-hmm. Similarly, with this list that you just said, as I, you know, ticked off each of the things like, yeah, it is ridiculous, embarrassing, but kind of a well curated list. Who else has these gift guides? What's on their list? So Mariah Carey, who you know, refers to herself as the queen of Christmas. So she did a partnership with Amazon where she told them her wish list. And there's a lot of stuff for her dogs, which I'm like, Mariah Carey, the girl who could have everything is just looking for a curated canine subscription box. A high-tech bone. What's a curated canine subscription box? You get like, oh, stuff and you open it up and it has stuff for your dog. Uh, I don't know. That's what it is. Old Yeller is curating his favorite picks for these pedestrian-ass dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like an old bone? (laughs) Yeah, just like the finest artisanal bone. Right. From a Tom Hawk from 10 years ago. Totally. Okay, so Uh, the dog box. But then she wants like a giant stuffed giraffe. A down wow, comforter, a Bluetooth-enabled vanity mirror, a karaoke machine. You think Mariah Carey this needs a karaoke ridiculous. machine? See, that's the thing is like to go back, not to go back to Paltrow, but it's like at least those are all the things that she would want. This Mariah Carey thing, I don't believe that Mariah Carey doesn't. Mariah Carey wants just straight up like diamonds. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't want some little karaoke thing and a right. humidifier. She wants like diamonds and pearls is she's to quote a, Prince. Yeah. She's an elusive <laughs> Shantus. Yeah. Not a karaoke So that's just thing. So that's probably just like a partnership with Amazon. Yeah. That's for some... Much like Jeremy Renner wanted to promote his outdoor supplies. Right. Mariah Carey is like, well, I have a dog. I'll promote these. Here's the thing though. that The thing that's smart about the celebrity gift guide game, consumers are more and more aware of being of marketing and being marketed to. Mm-hmm. So it's like in the past, you know, you might have looked in a publication or a website, you know, like the New York Magazine gift guide, which is actually like pretty good. But I think people want these things to be, I don't know, it's just smart of celebrities to get get into them and they right. just seem more sort of authentic because it's from the perspective of like the celebrity and it's a way of like being marketed to without it being quite as obvious even yeah. though to me it's very obvious but by the way do you know, want to know my gift guide yeah since you're getting all these celebrity <laughs> gift guides um so i put way too much money on my fsa uh-huh. my like flexible spending account for like <laughs> medical stuff and i was like oh my god i have like hundreds of dollars left like what am i going to do i didn't use all this money right so i found out that there's this thing there's like an fsa store.com that you can go to and it only sells things that are FSA approved items. So anything you would buy on there, you could use your FSA account Ah, to buy. So I've decided that all of my, and it's like Band-Aids. And I mean, I guess the higher end thing is like a humidifier and stuff. Fancy skincare? Eczema? You know, <laughs> like stuff, but but I think, but it has some, some weirdo stuff too. But I decided, I mean, not to like spoiler alert for any family members out there, but everyone's only getting things from my FSA 
um, account of yeah. just getting FSA <laughs> gifts. So it's going to be like bandages. They have things a for like st- socks that keep your veins in. Like you know? <laughs> circulation socks or traveling. Yeah, like compression socks. It's like, I think those are called. Mom, or like, who, who bought me this floss? Oh, it was Uncle Ian. <laughs> Celebrities have family drama, too. They fight with their siblings, their partners, their in-laws. But because they're famous, the rest of us get a front-row seat to their intense custody battles, restraining orders, and elevator brawls. Now, there's never a winner when it comes to these star-studded spats. However, that will not stop us from naming which side comes out on top. So let's break down a few of the juiciest family fights. I just feel like all famous people hate their relatives. And we love to read about it? Well, I, Maggie, as you know, I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Did you know that? <laughs> and um, so to me, it's kind of like fascinating. I don't have any s- siblings to have a spat with. Right. But as I've told you off the pod, <laughs> in my mind, like if I had a brother, we would have been in a band and I probably would have been a rock star. Oh. So it's like, that's how I can relate to this. Like my... This makes you sound like a crazy person, I realize right now. <laughs> no, but yes, I think... if I were a celebrity, I'd be having lots of spats with my siblings. Yeah. I mean, I have a sister. I get along with her fine. Mm. I also was like, we could be in a band. And then I was like, oh, I have no musical talent and you're incredible. <laughs> and we have, yeah. This is going to cause I mean, a rift. <laughs> totally. So what are some of your favorite celebrity okay. fights? I mean, I like them because also they're great to write about for page six. Of so course. I'm very pro- Celebrity fights. So you know who we've been writing about a lot lately is Aaron Carter. Right. He's totally unhinged on social media. Mm-hmm. And he and his brother Nick are like in this huge, huge feud. So much to the point that Nick has filed a restraining order against Aaron because Aaron made a comment about allegedly threatening to kill Nick's wife, who was pregnant at the time. That would be grounds for a restraining order, Maggie. I actually, you know, the the thing is, I um, this feud is like very hard to keep up with because it's so nuts and so Changing crazy and and so and so public. But the other thing that I find disturbing about it is like, you know, um, right? Nick was in the Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. right? And Aaron was like his little kind of tiger beat act little brother right but right. was Aaron like and did he end up being bigger than the Backstreet Boys no. would you say I don't no. know that anyone was he was always like the, the second Boys. banana so the Aaron Carter thing I, I've just it's sort of fascinating because I don't know did you see his recent like his face tattoo that yeah, he got recently it's pretty intense yeah it's pretty crazy so I kind of went into like a weird k-hole about like his his a face Carter a, hole. a, a <laughs> Oh, man. About his face tattoo. And it's pretty weird. So, um, but he also, Nick had posted, um, oh, sorry. Aaron has claimed, though, you mentioned that Nick got a restraining order against Aaron. But Aaron has claimed that Nick bullied him for his whole life. And he tweeted to Nick, um, at Nick, leave me alone. This is in all caps, by the way, which you won't be able to tell by my reading it if you're listening. But leave me alone for the rest of my life. I'm begging you, please. And then he wrote, I haven't even seen you guys. And Nick, you bullied me my whole life and tortured me as a child. And everyone knows it. It's been public. And now you're scared of the truth. 
I feel like there are some mental health factors at play involving Aaron Carter. Well, we've reported on that, right, that Aaron's family had allegedly been trying to kind mm-hmm. of intervene and get him mental health care, mm-hmm. which he was allegedly resisting. I mean... There's no winner here. There's, a, You know what? You're right. There is no winner. We're all losers in Maybe this sibling marriage rivalry. Maybe Marriage Family Edition won because they got Aaron Carter and their mom... Or intervention. Moving on to other brothers who have been fighting for a long time. A more fun bro fight. A more interesting bro fight are brothers Noel and Liam Gallagher. So Liam and Noel Gallagher, obviously the founding members of the band Oasis, the Lennon and McCartney. No one ever says McCartney and Lennon. That's true. The Lennon and McCartney of Britpop Uh and the 90s. But, um, but... Liam and Noel Gallagher's hatred of each other is legendary, and it's just really good because the one thing I really like about this feud is that on one hand it is pretty vicious, mm-hmm. but on the other hand it's like there's something pretty like tongue-in-cheek about it. I mean, obviously it actually is real because it affected their band and like right. kind of broke up the band, but um, but their quotes about each other over the years are just totally hilarious and fun and funny. Yeah. What about their parents? What do they think of this? The Gallaghers? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. In fact, Maggie, it is a bit of a holiday hangover surprise, but I happen to have them on the line. <laughs> line one, Linda, <laughs> Barry. I don't know. They're not really here. Oh, I know that. No, the parents are psyched. Why? That their kids hate each other? No, that they're, they're like, oh, our sons are international rock stars hmm? and like bought us a castle. Do you remember this crack that apparently... Noel was on later with Jules Holland and was joined by a scissor player in 2017. And after this, <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite diss. After this, his brother, Liam, tweeted, I'm looking for somebody to peel some spuds live on stage tonight at this gig in Bethnal Green. Must have own peeler as you were. Like, oh, that's cool. You're playing with some live scissors. How about we get a potato on the stage? That's amazing. Right? Isn't that? Like, that's their level was, of pettiness. That's something I would say to my sister yeah. when we were children. Well, Noel Gallagher also said about one of Liam's um, more recent singles, um, that sounds like Adele shouting into a bucket. Uh, it's like, you know? it's brilliant. It is grade A shade. And then Liam said about Noel when they were opening for U2, I'd rather eat my own bleep than listen to them bunch of beige bleeps. Woo! I would love to get these two as judges on RuPaul's Drag Race to so just give these <laughs> yeah. one-liners. They zing, are. They're zing, true zing. divas. Just incredible. But now here's a question, though. Who in your mind is the winner of the Liam and Noel feud? I don't know. It's a tie. Who is the, the but better I guess you have one-liners? To pick, your, pick your one that you like better. Huh. I mean, I think in a weird way, Liam. I mean, Liam has been more ridiculous than Noel. I feel like oddly, Noel yes. seems to be the more like like Liam had like the sort of lead singer disorder. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? LSD, lead singer disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's right. So Noel always seemed to like have like a bit more like his head is like a better head on his shoulders or whatever. But Liam is just sort of cooler than Noel. You know, Noel's kind Although, of like a dad. Do you remember that when Noel turned 50, he allegedly threw like a Narcos themed party? Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is the theme was cocaine. Like that's re- that's next level rock that star that amazing. I can't even wrap my head around. 
Okay, next up. 50 Cent versus his son, his 21-year-old son, Marquise. Right. This has been, well, 50 Cent, I would not want to be in a feud with him. Because as you know, he's, he's been one of the premier internet trolls of other people and other celebrities. And the thing about 50 is that he's very good at it. Like, it's hard to go up against him. Like, remember when he was, um, he started going on this rampage recently where online he would, he got um, the movie producer Randall Emmett, who yes. is Lala Kent of Vanderpump Rules' fiance. <laughs> producer on The Irishman. Producer. He's a producer on The Irishman? Yeah. You didn't know that? That's really? why the Vanderpump Rules. a producer Rules on Gotti. Um, let's see. He's a producer on The Irishman? Yep, he's 100% a producer on The Irishman. Do you think Lala Jesus. Kent just went to the premiere solo? Oh, my God. I didn't realize that. He's I guess he's a producer on sir. every mob movie. Come on. In any event, so he's a producer on The Irishman, as I told you, Maggie. And he, <laughs> um, and Fiddy had alleged that he owed him money, right? That Randall Emmett owed Fiddy money. And 50 Cent was like just went online and just went on Twitter and like went nuts on the guy and he ended up paying him back and then he started setting his sights on other people in the industry who owed him money. Yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty intense. But what has been the what's the source of the beef between 50 Cent and his son? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Wait, they, was... They've been at odds ever since Marquise's mom, Shaniqua Tompkins, sued 50 Cent in 2008. The suit was dismissed in 2009. And since then, Marquise and Fiddy have traded barbs on social media, with Marquise even telling TMZ in 2017 that 50 Cent's music hasn't been too good lately. Ugh, a father-son quarrel. You hate to see it. But also... But actually, but 50 Cent's insults to his son have been much worse. Like oh, he, yeah. When his son posed in a photo with one of 50 Cent's rivals, 50 Cent posted online, if both these little bleeps got hit by a bus, I wouldn't have a bad day. Damn, so homie. So his own son, he doesn't care if his own son was hit by a bus. In high school, you was the man. Homie. I think the winner of this beef is unfortunately 50 Cent because... All his son said was his music hasn't been that good. And then his dad was like, I hope you get hit by a bus. <laughs> like, Jesus. Like, what? Way to bring a gun to a knife fight, Curtis. All right. Moving on to the knockout round. Ooh, this is a good one. family feud. Now we're going to go to a, a family feud that Page Six was intimately involved with. Family feud caught on camera. Family feud caught on camera and caught and detailed in the pages of the New York Post and page six, which was Jay-Z and Solange Knowles' elevator fight. Oh, my God. The elevator ride seen around the world. So basically, they were at a party at the Boom Boom Room after the 2014 Met Gala, and there was surveillance video in the elevator, which appeared to show Jay-Z and Solange arguing while Beyonce stood in a corner of the elevator. And then the video showed Solange yelling at Jay-Z before appearing to hit and kick him as her as a security card, security guard tried to restrain her. You know, when the story broke, I was working here for like almost three months. And I remember mm. watching this footage and just being like, this is the greatest job it was, in the world. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Oh, my God. Um, and this whole feud... They released a statement to the AP after, 
Like that's how serious and high profile this skirmish was. Right. And remember there were a lot of like there were tons of rumors coming out about why it happened and mm-hmm. there was like the Becky with the good hair thing mm-hmm. which was or well so basically there was a rumor that Solange was upset with Jay-Z and there were various rumors as to why. Right. I mean, she and clearly was upset. Some of it was an alleged dalliance mm-hmm. or just conversation. I don't know. Something. I'll take that back. I guess it was an alleged dalliance with another woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there were rumors that it was the fashion designer, Rachel Roy, mm-hmm. who was married, who had been married to Damon Dash. Um, but they denied that. I think wasn't Rihanna also mentioned yeah, in the mix too that the it mix. could be Rihanna. And then I remember there was a photo released of Rihanna and Beyonce posing together at the Met Gala, and I felt like they kind of released that photo to be like, "It's that's not what you think." Right. It is. But then Beyonce put out her like whole Lemonade album, mm-hmm. which was all about like Jay Z's alleged philandering and mm-hmm. other alleged things. So, um, yeah, the thing about this was that it was a crazy incident. But it expertly, they kind of expertly leveraged it into the publicity into, you know, for their own projects. So basically, they never really said what happened Mm -hmm. publicly, but there were a lot of hints that they put out in various songs and projects like the Lemonade album. And then didn't Mm -hmm. Jay-Z address the Solange thing in a song? In a song called Kill Jay-Z, you egg Solange on knowing all along all you had to say was you was wrong, but you got to do better, boy. You owe it to Blue. Huh. I always had misinterpreted that lyric. I thought it was, you egged Salon John. Like you went <laughs> and threw eggs at John in the salon. <laughs> that's why you got to, that's why you need rap genius. But then like, in, <laughs> I, I guess they've buried the hatchet because in 2017, Jay-Z gave an interview in which he said like, we've always had a great relationship about him and Solange. We had one disagreement ever before and after we've been cool. She's like my sister. That's not my sis. That's not my sister-in-law. That's my sister. There you go. And so they totally made up. Right. And now Solange, she moved to New Orleans. She got married. Now she's divorced. Jay-Z and Beyonce had more kids. Everything's great. The beef is buried. So who do you think won that one? I mean, all of them. Solange, Jay-Z, and Beyonce. They're all winners. So in the Carter family feud, they're all losers. And in the the other Carter Carter family. family feud, oh my God, it's so yin and yang. Yes. In Hollywood, around the holidays... There are going to be a lot of families that are going to be getting together and celebrating. Like for Thanksgiving, there are a lot of families who had, you know, like yours or mine, big family dinner. But there are some people in Hollywood that you didn't even realize are related that may be spending Thanksgiving and Christmas with each other. Celebrities you don't even know are in the same dynasty. Yeah. Dynasties, unknown dynasties, secret dynasties. The best kind. The best kind of dynasties. So like some celebrities who or famous people, I should say, who you know are related already. I'll, I'll just take you through a couple like remedial ones mm-hmm. that you know. Mm-hmm. And then minds will be blown in this next segment of We Hear the Page Six podcast. So people you know are related are like Amy Schumer and Senator Chuck Schumer. Same last name. Both Easy Schumer. Enough. And they, they trot that out all the time. You they know, trot whatever. it. Um, you probably know that Mariska Hargitay from Law and Order, SVU, mm-hmm. was the daughter of Jane Mansfield. Yes, I did. The, She's talked about it a lot. Talks about it all the time. Her father, by the way, was a famous 
bodybuilder named Mickey Hargitay. People don't know that. Um, Shirley MacLaine and Warren Beatty, like very famous siblings. And right. in fact, like maybe there was a time before the internet that you could trot that out and people might be impressed. Like, like did you realize? But Shirley MacLaine often talks about Warren Beatty being her brother. A little harder to figure out, though, because they don't have the same name. Mm -hmm. And then Jonah Hill and Beanie Feldstein, mm -hmm. right? There was a lot of publicity surrounding the fact that he got her name tattooed on his arm when she was in Hello, Dolly. He mm -hmm. got a Hello, Beanie tattooed in the font of Hello, Dolly. Mm -hmm. So I think that, like, alerted the world to their being related. And then also she was just – she sort of has launched her own career. So now we kind of know about her. And he always shows up on the red carpet with her and, you know, it's very cute. But what about some people who you didn't know are there, related? You know, we've been doing our research for this episode and there's a lot of people you'd be surprised. Like Jenny McCarthy and Melissa McCarthy are cousins. See, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. I love it, right? Every, I mean, everybody's got a cousin. They don't seem like they're related, but they're both very funny. That's true. They're both hilarious. Nas and Yara Shahidi are second cousins. I didn't know that. Jason Sudeikis. This one's going to blow your mind. Jason Sudeikis is the nephew of George Went, who is Norm from Cheers. That's amazing. Right? See, that? it's weird. Like, I never would think that, but when you mention it, it makes complete sense. And it's like hilarity. In There's, the fam. Yeah, totally. Norm. Yeah, that that's great. I, that makes me happy. Like, that's a... I would like to be at Thanksgiving with them. Seriously. Rob Schneider is the dad of Elle King, the singer. Her song, X's and O's. Remember that one? That is so weird. Mm -hmm. I'm actually shocked that Rob Schneider's anyone's dad. <laughs> Dennis copies. Dennis Leary and Conan O'Brien are third cousins. I don't know how that like that makes complete what are sense. the levels of cousins? What makes you I don't first, know. second, I don't third? Have... You know? Is your third cousin the child of your second cousin? Uh well, what it is, Maggie, is uh, I don't think we should get into this on the thing. <laughs> okay. Another one. <laughs> it means your aunt. <laughs> yeah. Gloria Steinem was once Christian Bale's stepmother. I had no idea of this. That's really weird. She was married to his father, David Bale, in the year 2000, and they were married for just three years before he died mm, at a, age 62. That's weird, because I always think of Christian Bale as being very, like, Welsh and, mm. you know, like, from a remote... He has, like, a Cockney accent, no? Like a Mockney. Yeah. yeah. Mockney a Mockney. Accent. A Mockney. Um, I actually have a pair. I have to find them, actually, because the weather's starting to turn. I have a pair of Christian Bale's boots... He makes boots? No, he um he wore some boots on a I somehow some someone I know had done a photo shoot with him mm -hmm. and he wore some boots in the photo shoot and then they got like left behind. So I have Christian Bale's boots. Pretty cool. Yeah. You're gonna wear them? You're not just gonna No, I wear to... them all the time. Wow. Yeah, I wear them like I wear them every like every usually I would have busted them out by now. Mm. They're Global warming. Cool. Thanks or nothing. They're like for like they're really they're like yeah, they're cool. I'll, I'll I'll show them to you the next time I wear them in the office when I'm not wearing my Reeboks. Mm. I'll change my Reeboks into my Christian Bale boots. Mm. Um, so you know who else might be invited to these Thanksgivings? Get-togethers? Oh, wait. Before you move on, though, what? Maggie, there are a couple that I know that you don't know or 
you'll pretend not to know Hit while me. I tell them to you. You can. T- um, did you realize that Lenny Kravitz and Al Roker are cousins? What? Yeah. Lenny Kravitz, very sexy. Al Roker, just trying to tell me the weather. I'm no comment. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on Al Roker's level of sexiness at all. But He's I, I can sort of see way. that, though, because Lenny Kravitz, a lot of his lyrics are sort of weather related, you know, and sort of like, I wish I could. F- well, I guess I, I wish I could fly like a butterfly into the sky. It's all very. But only if it's clear skies and uh, not partly cloudy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. No chance with, of rain. With a high pressure system moving in from the rhythm section. Um, and then you've got. Snoop Dogg and Brandy. Ooh, did they ever collaborate on a track together? Um, yeah, it's a Thanksgiving. No, I, I, I don't think. Well, Snoop, I knew that Snoop Dogg and Brandy were related. Though. Oh, I, I feel that. like that's been kind of, kind of out there. Mm. Um, I mean, of course I knew that because I told, I told that to you. But that makes <laughs> sense because they're multi-talented. Now there's some celebrities. Now this makes more sense than the old wacky bloodlines mm-hmm. between these people. Is godparents celebrity godparents so you might have them over for thanksgiving or christmas or hanukkah or kwanzaa whichever you might we keep we on we're very christmas heavy on this episode um but i uh yeah because it makes sense because like if you're a celebrity if i'm a celebrity i'm definitely getting a celebrity godparent you know what i mean like i'm not a celebrity and i'm getting like some old friend that i had before (laughs) like screw that I'm getting a celebrity to be my kid's godparent because that's going to be rad. And if I should perish, God forbid, that celebrity will have to take care of my child rather than like Ned. Well, I would just like to point out that being a godparent is not a legally binding. It's not a legally binding agreement. I mean, I think that though that is what people think it is. I know, but it's just that basically it's your, I guess, their. You're saying this is a godparent who doesn't want to step in to. I'm not anyone's <laughs> godparent for good reason. Right. Huh. All right. So, okay. okay. Well, maybe colloquially. Colloquial. It's like an honor. It's like being a special right. friend. Okay. Okay. Did you know? This is like my favorite one of all of them because I love Dolly Parton. She is Miley Cyrus's godmother. Dolly Parton? Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. I, I just wish imagine Dolly Parton Dolly... was my godmother. She's like a fairy godmother. Exactly. She could make all your wishes come true and write a little song. Mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner's godmother is Kathy Lee Gifford. You know, that oddly makes complete sense when you think about it. It's mm-hmm. sort of, it's weird, but I feel like they have the same, there's something there. Yes. Elizabeth Hurley is the godmother to Brooklyn and Romeo Beckham, that, the children of David and Victoria Beckham. That makes complete sense because I feel like if I was casting a movie about Victoria Beckham, you might cast like Elizabeth Hurley to play Victoria Beckham. Wow. Simon Pegg is the godfather of Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris, Chris Martin's See, daughter, that's Apple. that's just annoying. Why? Because I love Simon Pegg. Yeah. And I think, like, did you ever see adding to your holiday film festival Shaun of the Dead yes I loved Shaun of the Dead I owned it on DVD when it came out oh really me too I I owned Shaun of the Dead yes I thought Hot Fuzz was like I wanted to like it more I didn't really like it that much it's not that good but Shaun of the Dead is like a perfect movie it's totally amazing then he was embraced by mainstream Hollywood he he was cast in Mission Impossible okay yeah so he's like totally cool and was like edgy and indie and whatever then he goes mainstream he's Mission Impossible then he was cast in Star Trek Okay, in the Star Trek movies, he's Scotty. 
And now he's gone so far on the spectrum of cool to mainstream. He's gone so mainstream that he's the godparent of Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin's kids. That is not cool, Simon Pegg. I mean, I'm sure they're lovely kids, but you should have been like, I'm I'm too busy. Do you know who is winning the godparent game in Hollywood? I'm going to blow your mind. So Jake Gyllenhaal is winning the godparent game in Hollywood because his godfather was Paul Newman, his godmother is Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jake himself is the godfather of Heath Ledger and Michelle Williams' daughter, Matilda. That's so cool. This is what I want. Levels to this godfatherness. I'm nobody's godfather. I've seen the godfather. I think maybe we need to shift to godperson in general. Just saying. Mm, I like that. It's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's take a look in the Page Six vault to see what ancient celebrity juicy exclusive we've uncovered from yesteryear. Back in 2008, Page Six published a story with the headline, What Do the Kardashians Have on Seacrest? Back then we wrote, Can someone please explain to me Ryan Seacrest's obsession with the Kardashians? First, he created Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and now he's given Brody Jenner, Kim's half-brother, his own show too. Bromance is a reality series on MTV where a group of dudes move to Hollywood in hopes of becoming bros with Brody Jenner. Get it? Ooh, Brody Jenner is back in a major way. He is no longer just the half sibling of Kim and crew. What is he now? He's he the is now ex, the ex husband of Caitlin of Carter, the Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus paramour. Fling? Yes. I don't know if that. Well, do you know that Brody Jenner is the son of Linda Thompson? who was right. married to Caitlyn Jenner, who was previously known as Bruce. But Linda was in a long-term relationship with David Foster, and together they co-wrote a bunch of hits, and they co-wrote a bunch of stuff for Whitney Houston. Right. Linda also dated Elvis. I would like a show on Linda. Right. So that's also Brody's connection to the Hadid sisters. Yes. Et cetera. Yeah. Well, in an interview with Jimmy Fallon, Seacrest spoke about a dinner party that he had attended, hosted by his, quote, very close friend, unquote, Larry King. And he said, Larry King had a dinner one night and he had foreign leaders over, Sidney Poitier, and all these important people. And Larry's like, and what we'll do is we'll go around the table and everybody talk about what they have contributed, Seacrest recalled. So I say, have any of you guys heard of the Kardashians? Well, I helped create that. Yeah, I mean, he. I actually think Ryan Seacrest created one thing that I personally, less people know of, but for me, it was way bigger than the Kardashians and more important. A few years back, Ryan Seacrest created a case for your iPhone that at the bottom of it had a BlackBerry keyboard. Whoa. And so you could, and I used it all the time because I missed the BlackBerry. Yeah. And this is like actually semi-recently. It's not like that long ago. I always missed the BlackBerry. Mm -hmm. And then like you could pop this case on any, on any iPhone and it had that like amazing physical keyboard on your iPhone. So you're not always like, you know, like trying to type on the screen. And uh, it was called the typo. That was the name of the thing. And Ryan Seacrest invented it. Wow. And then BlackBerry sued (gasps) and they got an injunction against (gasps) the typo. So I was trying to get like all the typos in town and get them in my possession because I loved the typo so much. Mm. But that to me That's what he should have led with at this dinner party. (laughs) Come on. I I invented the typo. Everybody knows he had something to do with the Kardashians, but do they know about his devotion to cell phone accessories? Exactly. So surprising to no one, bromance only lasted six episodes. Yeah. Mm. So Ryan Seacrest, though, I will admit, 
beyond the typo. He gave us the Kardashians, which is filled thousands and thousands of column inches in page six. So thank you, Ryan Seacrest. You'll be getting my FSA gift. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back next Monday with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.